0: welcome i'm your host john carter and you are listening to the 919 the only podcast dedicated to telling the stories of the over 1.5 million people living within the triangle. So on today's pod, I talk with Chris Johnson. He is the roadway design and construction manager, got that right, for the city of Raleigh. Uh, He gives a ton of insight into exciting road projects uh, in in the city. I was kind of frustrated with myself afterwards because we stopped recording and Chris and actually the communications director that was with us, um, they both began telling really funny stories of all the complaints they've gotten over the years from uh, people around the city. That being said, we still had an awesome time, and I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, as always, if you know someone who's making an impact in the Triangle, tweet at me, Facebook me, or email me at the 919 podcast at com. Again, I'm hanging out with Chris Johnson. Let's get started. Okay, I'm here with Chris Johnson, the Roadway Design and Construction Manager for the City of Raleigh. Chris, thanks for being on the 919.
1: Oh, thanks, John. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: So today we're talking all about the exciting uh, you know, projects you've got going on with the roadways and sidewalks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the City of Oaks. But before that, let's talk about you. How did you arrive in the Triangle? What got uh, you here?
1: I arrived in the Triangle right about 1985. I was... Uh, actually born in Missouri and uh, left Missouri when I was about six years old, lived a few years in Ohio, um, in the eastern side of Ohio, as well as over on the western side in Cincinnati and Dayton. Before moving here, when I was uh, up and coming middle school, uh, lived and grew up in Cary, uh, not far outside of Raleigh. Um, So then after graduating from Cary High School, back when there was only one high school in Cary, uh, moved on to go to NC State Right down the road. Go pack. And, That's good. Yep, go pack. That's good. And uh, graduated from there in civil engineering around 1996, um, and then after graduating from college, uh, went on to work on the private sector uh, in mostly transportation, working on large-scale DOT type projects uh, before moving into uh, land development at another private company. And uh, then came to the city of Raleigh in 2011, so I've been here about seven years now, um, love the city of Raleigh, uh, glad to uh, work in the public sector, serving the citizens of Raleigh, and, and so now working uh, as a division manager on uh, street and sidewalk projects.
0: That's awesome. So since coming to North Carolina, you're like, what, well, it can't get better than this, I'm not going to move again, so... Not back to the Midwest or anything. That's
1: right. Yeah, my my most of my, a lot of my family still lives out in the Midwest, but my as as a lot of people deal with my my dad's job moved him around quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, once he got down here, uh, he decided he did not want to move anymore. He loved the area, so he uh, was an became an entrepreneur, um, and so we never had to move again. So it's a great place to uh, live and raise a family.
0: Yeah, no kidding. And the carry area is great, and then. Mm-hmm. Raleigh is awesome too. Um, so what are you up to in the triangle beside from being the roadway design and construction manager? You know, what are you into?
1: Well, right now, um, I'm, I have a wife and three boys, so, uh, they take up just about all of my time outside of work. Uh, most, most often it's through, uh, volunteering through the Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts of America. Um, I used to have hobbies when I was younger without kids, pre-kids, <laughs> but uh, now it's more and more dedicated to keeping full-time up with all the dad full-time stuff, yeah. dads, okay. full-time sports, and, and uh, making sure that they they got plenty to do.
0: Awesome. All right, so let's get into some Raleigh stuff. So actually, uh, if you ever listen to the podcast, basically I always start out with saying there's over 1.5 million people in the 919, the area code. Um how many people are in Raleigh, and how many people do you serve, basically, through your uh, job? I
1: believe the latest tally is about 450,000 people in Raleigh. Um, and so we, we, uh, we the, our division and the Roadway Design and Construction Unit, uh, we have about 40 employees right now, and we're actually expanding over the course of the next year. Wow. Uh, because there is a large initiative from the, the city council uh, to uh, they had a transportation bond this last fall, That was approved by the Raleigh citizens Uh, got a lot of positive uh, uh, very high voting success rate so we're going to be seeing a lot more money devoted to transportation projects over the next four years
0: that's awesome so tell me about the bond a little bit what how is that going to affect you and then me as a driver around the city sure
1: yeah there there was a the bond was about 207 million dollars and a small just, amount. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and just for comparison, I think the largest bond that they had had previously to that was like seventy-five million back wow, in two thousand thirteen. Wow, wow, wow. So, um, most of the bonds uh, over the last several decades have been on the order of thirty to forty million, mm. and then we had seventy-five million in in two thousand thirteen, and, and now two hundred and seven million this year. So, it's definitely a uh, a a lot more. Uh, focus on transportation and a lot more projects that they're wanting because obviously um, as you know Raleigh is a growing area and there's just a, a bit yeah just a bit <laughs> and there's a lot of uh, congestion in certain areas of, of of the city not just in Raleigh but everywhere in the triangle um, but uh, there's several projects that, that they've got on the list and several programs uh, that they're putting funding in for uh, that maybe not for specific projects, but for programs to increase uh, sidewalk connectivity, provide right, right. more bike lanes, um, and so forth, to provide uh, more more uh, multimodal uh, transportation for people who live, work, and play in Raleigh. More than just
0: a bunch of cars on the road and everything.
1: Yes, so. this has definitely changed. When I mean, I know just even over the last 10, 15 years. Uh, The transportation industry has has changed significantly in how we try to approach uh, how to serve the citizens with a roadway. It it was all about vehicles at one time, and you didn't really think too much about the walkers, the joggers, and and the bicyclists. But uh, that's sort of changed quite a bit over the last 10 years, and uh, they have a lot of advocacy groups, and, and certainly it's a more healthy way of living, and we want to try to do whatever we can to get people out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I come from, actually, I'm a transplant to Raleigh. Um, mm-hmm. I came here for college <clears throat> and then stayed, not married. But um, before that, I lived in Winston-Salem, and they have a really big push right now for uh, biking lanes. Mm-hmm. So all these projects and the bond, is there an overarching, I guess, strategy? Um, you know, is it is it more walkable Raleigh? Is it, you, we want to become a biking destination? Like, honestly, a biking destination or, you know, is there a kind of central goal that everything stems from?
1: I think, yeah, I do think it's kind of a central goal. I mean, the, there's, there's obviously several different programs within the bond. Um, they all have their, their key components. Uh, there's, there's money that goes towards major street projects that do provide um, uh, reduced congestion, widening of roadways, uh, along major corridors, some of which are not city streets, but they're actually streets that are maintained by this, uh, this NCDOT. Uh, there's also programs that provide uh, more sidewalks along our our highly traveled roads uh, that may at one time, either when they were built, never had sidewalks or maybe only had sidewalks on one side of the road. But over time, there's so much congestion with, with walkers that it doesn't make sense to just have sidewalk on one side. We want sidewalk on both sides. Right. Um, there's also programs more for uh, older neighborhoods that were built at a time when sidewalk wasn't a requirement so you have so many neighborhoods uh, around Raleigh that were built back in the 40s 50s 60s 70s that that uh, either don't have curb and gutter at all or don't have sidewalk at all but yet they're very vibrant uh, neighborhoods sure and they've got lots of school kids that need a safe way to get to their their school or go out and play and and so it allows us an opportunity to go in and or for citizens to come to the city and say, hey, we would like you guys to consider uh, putting sidewalk along our neighborhood street. Um, and we have the um, neighbors along the street, they all want this. And so the citizens have that opportunity to actually route a petition. And if they can get community support, then then the city will fund that project and build. Wow, that's
0: awesome. Um... So maybe not so obviously, to people. But there's a there's a fair there's a little bit of work behind the scenes. You know, you can't just say, "Hey, I want a sidewalk." You know. Uh, yes. So tell me about the you know the background that goes into this. If if someone's listening, they're like, "Well, they said I want a sidewalk in my neighborhood, but it's taking them so long." You know, there's there's a bit of work that goes behind that, right?
1: Yeah, there there is a lot of work. I mean, uh, we we have got uh, on on those types of projects where you're talking about neighborhoods. Um, I'd just give you some idea. We've we've got about sixty projects right now over across our division. That's that's a uh, including both major and minor street and sidewalk projects. Uh, but once a project uh, is is approved by the community, it's got it takes a lot of uh, preliminary analysis by our team uh, to to figure out how the sidewalk would go along the corridor because a lot a lot of times these neighborhoods don't have the easiest of terrain. Uh, they may have steep yards that would require retaining walls in order to even fit in a sidewalk. Right. Uh, sometimes it requires many driveways to be completely rebuilt from scratch and can be disruptive. So we've got to go through a lot of design and figure out which side of the road makes sense for sidewalk if there is only one that can be accommodated. And then once the project's funded, it gets into more final design. you got to go out and survey the entire corridor, which can take a month or so. And then you got to go through a design process and just the city's standard is to always have a high amount of community involvement so uh, we don't just do the design and implement it without getting input from the, the neighborhood so right. at stages we've got to take that the project designs uh, to community meetings uh, to, the, to the community advisory councils that are made up of citizen volunteers uh, to get the word out as well as to the city council um, so quite a lot of bit quite a lot of work that goes into it on the front end and then even when you're, when you've got a design done, then there's also in many cases, uh, work that has to be done outside the, the road public right of way on private property owners. And so that requires land acquisition that can take several months, uh, to acquire that, to make sure that we have the areas to, to safely build the project. Right. Um, and so, uh, I'd say any, anywhere from one to two years, uh, usually is what it takes to go from the point of which we, have a person come and ask us for a project to the time we're actually ready to start construction
0: Gotcha. i think a lot of people have this idea of um city government being parks and rec uh the mm-hmm. show have you seen that show
1: no i actually have not seen that show I've, I've, heard, I've heard a lot about it it's but I've, it's, I've not. it's
0: fantastic and actually i'm watching it for like the fifth time right now but uh, I think a lot of people have that idea where so a oh bit, you, a
1: little bit like the office was back yeah in it's very similar
0: yeah. kind of the same uh, photog- like uh, cinematography but yeah the idea like oh you have an idea let's you know get it done next week like it, it, and all these problems get solved in you know twenty minutes so right so it's not <laughs> I wish it was I, that it's easy. not like that um, okay off, um, awesome so there are you gave me a, a list um, to all these projects you're working on some things that I want to talk about for sure because uh, it affects, I used, to, I used to go to NC State, mm-hmm. and so this affects me, or used to affect me uh, directly, but the Hillsborough Street renewal and then the pull-in road extension. So mm-hmm. what's going on in Hillsborough?
1: Hillsborough Street. has like been under construction. Hillsborough for, Street's <laughs> been under construction <laughs> for about a, about a year, year and a half, maybe. Uh, we are actually getting into the short roads on Hillsborough Street. Um, this, this was a massive project for the city. Um, it's i think uh, close to 20 million dollars overall budget on that project between the design the right-of-way and the construction Um, right now we're we're uh, about three quarters of the way through construction so we're we're hoping to wrap this project up later this spring or early summer Um, we're we're into the last uh, traffic control phase uh, of the work so we're actually the, the highlight of the project is is we actually removed four traffic signals along Hillsborough Street. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, we've been, we replaced those with three roundabouts, uh, single lane roundabouts, no double lane roundabouts. Um, we had a double lane roundabout on the first phase of Hillsborough Street that was a little difficult for some commuters to understand <laughs> and eventually had to be converted to a single lane roundabout so many people were very happy to hear that this was only going to be single lane roundabouts but uh yeah it's it's going to really change the the, the look and character of hillsborough street as you're entering into downtown uh, near the university um, we've already what we've already done the bulk of widening and it's not really widening but the installation of curb and new sidewalks along the 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 north and south side of of the road and now we have just, as of the last week, uh, put traffic into a new pattern so they can start building the interior medians and the round, the interior core of the roundabouts. So uh, the signals just came down and traffic is kind of seeing what the traffic pattern will be like. But of course, there's still a lot of traffic cones and barrels all over the place. And a lot well, of students are on. resilient. They can they can deal with it for a couple more months. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and it'll get better uh, over the next month or so, because as most of the the pedestrian zones will be completed and so it'll really just be work on the interior of the road and just like the surface uh, work. All the utility work is coming to a close. All there's a, There was so much um, overhead utility lines on Salisbury Street before the project and the bulk of that has now been put into an underground duct bank. So it just... Uh, visually is going to be so much more appealing along hillsborough street than what it was prior right, to construction right and a lot like what was happening in the first phase of construction so we're, we're very excited for uh the project to come to a con- to a close and i think we're, we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel and planning for ribbon cuttings hopefully i think we're planning a ribbon cutting for the the weekend of packapalooza
0: oh that's exciting okay very cool and then the uh i think the other thing that affects at least that Area of uh, Raleigh would be the Pullman Park extension. So, mm-hmm. obviously, there's a new, beautiful uh, Catholic church just built there, yeah. and you're trying to connect, just continue Pullman Park uh, to Centennial Campus for NC State, right?
1: Yes, that that is actually that was actually a public private joint venture project. So there was actually three stakeholders, including the Catholic diocese. So they were the they were actually one of the stakeholders that brought that project to the city of Raleigh and uh, as well as there's plenty of land out there that's owned by NC State. So we had, we had a, um, the, the, the church who was planning to build their new cathedral, and uh, NC State who was also wanting to, uh, they've got future development plan for Centennial Campus just on the north side of that uh, cathedral. And then the city also wanting that connection between uh, Western Boulevard and Centennial to provide another route uh, both for city and um, NC State and transit operations and so forth. So it was sort of a win-win-win for three parties, and and we, so there was an agreement made up several years ago. Um, so the, the the funding was sort of a three-way split um, between land and design and construction. So we're we've now started construction on that project. Uh, been about a month or two in now. So most of the the area has been cleared out and there's, they're in the major part of grading phases right now. And uh, It's actually one of the few projects that we work on where it's a clean slate. We don't have to deal with all the utility owners right, right. Uh, that are along an existing corridor. We were able to march through the woods and so it's actually going to be a much faster paced project for us. Comparatively because uh, we don't have to deal with as much uh, concerns with underground utilities as we normally do So uh, yeah. we're hoping that to, to finish that project up. Uh, I think it's in September or October of this year Awesome,
0: so there's a couple others on here I wanted to get through but maybe tell me something about some of the ones that are really gonna have a big effect on Traffic patterns and people in Raleigh because there obviously there's a bunch of projects some of them maybe won't affect as much people but so what are some of the bigger ones?
1: Yeah, some of the bigger ones we've got, uh, right now we've got a, a, a large scale project out on in North Raleigh, uh, Mitchell Mill road, road, which is right off of uh, US 401. Uh, it's a pretty big project uh, where we're, we've widened the, the road from two lanes to a four lane divided section, added, added uh, sidewalks and bike lanes. Um, so it's sort of a, a arterial connector to, to US 401. A lot of, lot of uh, subdivisions out there and businesses that uh, had a lot of traffic congestion. Uh, that one's about uh, two thirds complete now. Uh, we've also got an, an, a pretty big project along Buck Jones Road uh, between Raleigh and Cary in Southwest Raleigh. Uh, that's a nice project. Uh, also through for pretty much a, a fully developed corridor uh, all along it. Uh, with older neighborhoods uh, but the road was still two lanes for the most part wasn't much uh, connectivity for pedestrians or anything so we actually have two roundabouts that are going in on that project Uh, no signals and and will provide a nice neighborhood feel sort of change the character of Buck Jones Road in a positive way right right. um, and provide uh, a three-lane section with with sidewalks and bikes um, able to go along the entire corridor uh, between Raleigh and Cary.
0: So I'd be, I'd be curious. Um, like you said, <clears throat> years ago, is focus all on transportation or mm-hmm. you know vehicles? Uh, now starting to get to the intermodal, uh, the bike lanes, the uh, sidewalks. You know, are, this is just. Totally don't know, but are there any other uh, considerations you're making for the future? Like you're talking about solar panels, I don't know. Yeah, like.
1: Well, that's actually, I mean, that's a very good question. We actually, uh, one of the other projects that we finished last year uh, was was uh, Sandy Forks Road, which was a highly successful project um, that had a larger focus on sustainability. Um, the, the, the city of Raleigh and, and um, the transportation and industry at large is is looking like many other industries on how to how to provide projects that are more environmentally friendly uh, more sustainable to the community and we actually uh, took an opportunity with sandy forks road uh, which had some areas along the corridor. this if you're not familiar with sandy forks it was, it's up off just north of six forks in uh, the north hills area in midtown and it's a it's an it was an old road from the 60s, 70s that uh, was actually pretty dilapidated. It was just completely cracked. It was one of one of the worst drivable roads within the city of Raleigh and it was sort of falling apart uh, when we got out there and dug up the road with there was there was actually only about two or three inches of asphalt right over dirt. I mean this was a, and that's that I is, don't know anything about this. So that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's not th- a lot. That is not a lot. Okay. Not for a project that not for a road that's been uh, being used for 40 years. That is, that is, that is practically nothing. And in, in fact, many of us were, were surprised that it had held up as long as it had, uh, considering that's, so, I mean, you today we you, what we installed, I think out there was, was about seven inches of asphalt and 10 inches of stone. Wow. So, I mean, it was, it's probably six, seven times thicker now than what it was prior to construction, Man. but the, uh, the, the project along Sandy Forks was was uh, a unique situation because we had several areas along the corridor where we felt like we actually had opportunities to do more for uh, stormwater than what we typically do. Because um, in many cases, as you probably know, when when you're widening a road, you've got developments on both sides, and you have to kind of thread the needle. You don't want to you you have to address your main issues, but at the same point, you don't want to. Uh, build uh, uh, something that's so large that it it is highly impactful to the existing property owners but on this project we had some areas along the corridor that we actually had a little more uh, space than what we typically would have and we felt like we could do some uh, special things with related to stormwater management and so we took an opportunity and uh, there was a new program called green roads which is uh, similar to a program like you probably heard of LEED the, some of the buildings that are built with a high amount of sustainable uh, right. qualities. Well, Green Roads was, was a similar new program that came out of, of the Seattle uh, area uh, in Washington that was dedicated to sustainable transportation projects. So, uh, we had not seen one on the uh, in North Carolina, and uh, at the time we looked at the program, and we... Uh, we had a feeling that it might provide us an opportunity to look at more su- sustainable initiatives uh, that we hadn't done prior uh, on projects. So we took that to, to city council and got their blessing to register the project, and uh, so that started. an Effort started in two thousand thirteen, and the project was just completed uh, back in July, and uh, we just found out I think about a, about a month or so ago that we actually. Uh, Got a silver certification and actually got the highest score internationally to date for that project. So wow! So it's a, so it's a here city, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Here in Raleigh, North oh, that's Carolina. awesome. Okay, just outside of uh, just outside of North Hills is is was to, as of today the the highest rated uh, green roads project in the world. So we're pretty happy about yeah, that. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's. It I mean, was, good start. <laughs> yeah, and and so it was more than just stormwater. We learned a lot of things, but we we we. We found that we were able to uh, build a a stronger pavement section that will provide many more years of use than what we typically design projects for, but it was for very little extra cost and uh, so good life cycle benefits Um, and then we also had uh, a lot of different technologies using warm mix asphalt instead of hot mix asphalt, which is more environmentally friendly, it's friendlier to the workers, it's lowering cost and emissions. Um, and we did several other items out there that were sort of That's new awesome. to the city. All right. So,
0: um, as we're finishing up, we're going to go through these questions a little quickly. Uh, tell me about the traffic calming program. It wasn't yeah the tra- with that. The
1: traffic, pro- there's, there's actually a couple, there's two different traffic calming programs. And obviously most people have heard of this already, but it's, it's where where you've got a neighborhood where you've got excessive speeding and you're trying to find ways to, to make it safer for, for, uh, both the kids that are outside and and people that live along the corridor um, usually see it when there's a cut through and it's the people that are speeding don't really live there right um, but uh, we have a program where uh, the it's a community driven program where the neighbors that uh, live along the street can submit a petition to uh, get uh, their corridor approved for a project um, there's the, the if, you, if you live on uh, a small road like a uh, one of the, what we consider a minor local street that's pretty narrow. Uh, most people see like the, the speed bumps are the primary uh, thing that we install to slow traffic down. Um, we actually uh, deal with the more uh, major projects where you've got a little bit larger scale roads. So this is more your collector style roads that serve a little bit higher volumes of traffic. And we don't usually do the speed bumps where we look at um, doing more uh, changes to the roadway alignments and, uh, intersection work to try to, uh, provide more, uh, I guess it's to provide more, less comfort to drivers if they are speeding. <laughs> um, and, it, and just by, by putting, uh, intersection treatments that narrow the road, bringing sidewalks and, uh crossings up closer to the edge of pavement, installing street trees, and it really, it actually, it's one of those things where if you drive down the street after it's done and hadn't lived there before, you'd never even know it was it was a traffic calming treatment. It's, it's gotcha. something that comes in and looks very natural, uh, very pleasing, but at the same time, it naturally... Uh, Helps to keep people from speeding more than they normally would gotcha Basically, if you live on a road that looks like a freeway And a lot of times you'll drive it like it's a freeway even if it's a 25 mile an hour road And so we try to take some of these older roads that were built uh, pretty wide with Parking that may or may not be used and try to try to change the way it looks to to really uh, Make it more context sensitive to the neighborhoods. Gotcha.
0: All right, and any um, if I find a pothole or anything, I can you know, email you directly. And...
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. There's a, there's actually probably get better better response if it was submitted online. We don't really do the potholes out of my division.
0: So don't I shouldn't give out your number. Or anything. No, I okay, okay. wouldn't okay. give well, out a number we'll that. for we'll that, that.
1: But I can certainly get you to the right person. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> um,
0: well, maybe in a couple months we can uh, you know get back together and have an update. Um, Absolutely. So. I asked this if everybody warned you was coming, but uh, you know very quickly. How are you transforming the
1: nine one nine? How am I transforming the nine one nine? Really, for the better. <laughs> for the better, I, I I think at the end of the day is I'm 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 kind of doing the job that, I've, that I like I said I grew up in in Raleigh, went to NC State, um, wanted to be an engineer uh, coming out of high school. And today I get to, to work in the capital city of North Carolina doing what I love to do, which is to, to, to build roads. And, and I get to see it through both the design phase and the construction phase, as well as now being on the public side, working with the citizens that, that we serve and, and uh, providing public service. So that's, that's what I do. I, I love it.
0: Awesome. All right, rapid fire here we go oh boy. most fun project you've worked on sandy forks road sandy forks road yes i would say so <laughs> <laughs> all right weirdest weirdest problem you have faced on a project weirdest problem i've
1: faced weirdest on a oh uh, that's weird, um, <laughs> it's <a> weird question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um most unusual problem you faced you had to problem solve engineer your way through it
1: um that's a tough one why don't we get, why don't come back to that
0: one sounds good then most um i'm trying to read my own question um oh so obviously some of these projects affect you directly in your commute and where you live so maybe the most beneficial thing that you've seen uh, or you've worked on that actually helps you maybe on a daily or weekly basis
1: um probably the hillsborough street project um yeah. either that one or the buck jones road I, I i still live in Kerry, so Buck Jones Road and Hillsborough Street are two projects that I would I would pass through quite often, even if I didn't work. Uh, you worked in a bit extra hard in those. <laughs> yeah, we always work hard, but yeah, there's right. a little bit of personal ties the, to those two projects.
0: And then, most exciting project for the future,
1: um, probably Six Forks Road. That's and that's not one for for me personally, but I think for the city of Raleigh, uh, the Six Forks Road corridor is a is a, is a major uh, artery through North Hills and and it's already got a lot of traffic congestion and it's only going to grow more uh, in that area since it's such a great part of Raleigh. And uh, I know I know, it's still in the planning stages and they're trying to, the council and this community is trying to figure out the, the concept they want, but I think without a doubt, w- regardless of what they de- decide they want to do, a four lane section versus a six lane section, that's gonna be a very challenging project. Fun,
0: well good luck. Yeah. <laughs> um. Got anything that maybe I didn't touch on that uh, you want to talk about?
1: No, no, I think that's... Covered it? Yeah, I think we did. Awesome. I think we
0: did. Chris, thanks for being on the 919.
1: Absolutely. It's my pleasure.
0: That was Chris Johnson talking about roadway design and construction in Raleigh, one of the fastest growing cities in the U.S. If you like the pod, let me know by leaving a five-star rating and connecting with the show via Twitter and Facebook at the919podcast. Thanks for listening.